0: If they've been feeling the prodding and they've been feeling the Holy Spirit pushing them to go in a certain direction that they feel uncomfortable with, they feel unqualified for, that's a good indication that they should be stepping out. And I encourage you to step out. Just keep your eyes on the Lord. Are you tired and feel like just
1: giving up? What if the strength you needed were as simple as it gets? Welcome back to the Riskers Podcast. Today, we welcome Gilbert Ibarra, pastor and author who wrote his book, Not of This World, with our team at Speak It to Book. If you are hurting or perhaps running from what God's calling you toward right now, you're going to want to hear this interview with Gilbert. So the big question is this, how do Jesus-loving entrepreneurs, pastors, and driven men and women of faith like us who are taking risks to pursue their kingdom calling, how do we get our mission the problem we're working to solve, the pain we're striving to heal, how do we fully realize it here on earth? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Caleb Brakey, and welcome to the Riskers Podcast. Gilbert, welcome to the podcast brother we were just talking beforehand and normally i wouldn't go back to the beginning of of a guest story but i think it's so important to lay some context of someone who has taken risks in ministry who has followed where you believe god is is leading you but a lot of people never even get to that point they never feel like they can take a risk and step out in faith because they go, I- I'm not worthy. Or they have all this shame and guilt from their past. And brother, you were just sharing with me that you had your first drugs, five years old, that you're heavy drugs, 10 years old. This is a hard starting point of a life. But as we also mentioned, this is where God specializes in people. Gilbert, welcome to the podcast. I would love to to just hear more of your story of how God has brought you from drugs to an incredible ministry and walking in faith.
0: Well, thank you Caleb for it's a joy to be on your podcast here. I'm really excited about it. I believe in your ministry and, and what you do and and I believe that, that God has appointed you for this this hour. So, thank you my story is pretty crazy. Most people don't know about my, um, upbringing because it's so crazy. And and it happened such a long time ago. Um, but when I was like, you mentioned, uh, four years old, I did my first marijuana joint. And, and by the time I was 13, I was a full blown drug addict. And I mean, like I was addicted to drugs and not just marijuana, but, but harder drugs. And, um, and I thank God for a praying mother. Um, she really uh, would, pray, she prayed myself and my siblings to glory because uh, I'll tell you, we were all messed up. My middle brother was a suicide mess and my oldest brother, he was actually a, a drug dealer. So we were, we were in bad shape. And, uh, and so she would just prayed and was faithful to the Lord. And she would take the bus to, to church because we were single parent and she was on welfare. And, I remember I was uh, on drugs and she had enough of it. And so she started to rebuke the devil out of me. I believe I was around 12 and a half and she's just crying out to God for me. And, And she was trying to approach me. I wouldn't let her approach me. I wouldn't let her get close enough to me. And I was just walking ahead of her. And so I wouldn't let her get close. I would run or whatever she tries to get close. And then so we literally walked a couple of miles around my neighborhood and she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Devil, you won't have my son. Devil, you won't have him. He's God's, and he's going to be a minister. And she just and I'm laughing at her the whole time. And anyways, needless to say, um, that's the type of mother I had. And and she prayed us through. And I gave my heart to the Lord at 13 years old, my eighth grade summer year, and I've never turned back since then.
1: My goodness, brother, your mom following you. <laughs> screaming out like the faith it takes and wow so take us into that moment when you were saved when did
0: things change for you when when did your mom get to rejoice uh that's that's funny because it involved her again and she was working at uh, a company in the silicon valley and, um, and she heard the Lord tell her, she as she tells me the story. She was bending over because she was like on an assembly line or something. And she heard the Lord tell her, feed him. And just through those two words, God gave her an entire strategy. And that was just, it, I mean, from those two words, feed him. She knew she was supposed to make myself for me to invite all my friends, all my drug addict friends, all youngsters, you know, gang wannabes and all this stuff. And she was like, okay, feed them just make my favorite meal. And I, I was supposed to invite all my friends. So that's what she did. Um, and so she had these two guys come over, uh, two young men of the Lord and, uh, and then they came in and was, so we had to, I had like about 30 young people there, all drug guys, young, young know, guys from all my neighborhood. Cause they, they heard free food and you know, I live in a poor side of town. So they heard, they were there. And so, um, they, they, those two guys said, we don't care what you say. We're not going to tell your parents. We're not going to tell the police. We just want to talk. We just want to have a rap session. So we did. And after about the third week, because I was, we were starting to do it weekly, my mom was basically having Bible study for us. And after the third week, I gave my heart to the Lord. I had given my heart previous to that, but after you know that's where my true conversion came. And I gave my heart to the Lord. And like I said, I never went back. Wow, brother. I just the faith of your
1: mom, I, I like there's so much here for our listeners right now, no matter what stage of life you're in, the faith of your mom to set this up to start feeding kids and and well welcoming them into their home. and then for you, being able to open your heart and then later in life, how you d- you have grown into a minister. I just I love that we've started with a lesson for us already that when God is speaking to you, take that step. What's Mm. the worst that can happen that you feed some kids and, and, and a seed is planted. Like Mm. that's a beautiful picture, brother. And we know that this is just the beginning. So Mm. Gilbert, you now have master's degree. You are constantly educating yourself, continuing to go to school, learn, 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 but you're in the work, you are doing the ministry. You've started two ministries without any budget. And that just screams to me, God saying, you've got to do this because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't Mm. make sense if you don't have the resources, right? Mm. So tell me about these ministries that you
0: have started. Well, you know, what's interesting is that my wife and I were celebrating our 13th year anniversary at the time. We were at our favorite restaurant in the city. I was from San Jose, and the Lord told me it's time. Two words: it's time. And it's amazing, like how the Lord gave strategy to my mom. You know, He gave me an entire strategy, <laughs> and what I were to do with those two words: it's time. And it was what the Lord was telling me was it's time to leave our church. And and so I'm talking to my wife, and I said, uh, the Lord told me it's time. And then I started laughing, and I said, and I feel He's telling me. That we need to start a church, and I started laughing. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, whatever! <laughs> like, I'm not going to start a church." Even though I had been in ministry, even though I pioneered a ministry before that, a pretty big ministry, um, I was like, "There's no way." I mean, I went to I already had went to Bible school. I you know I finished my degree at Oral Roberts University, and I was just like, "There is no way I'm going to um, start a church because I've I've been have." been planning to be an evangelist or in that capacity and uh and so I was like there's no way I'm going to start a church and so I ran from that calling for about a year and a half and then finally I just I surrendered to the Lord and I said okay I'll I'll start a church but it you know I ran from that you know it, it, there's times where God calls you to do things that are just beyond your expectations beyond your your experience your education or even your desire I had no desire to be a pastor, and sometimes when god you know he gives you instruction you're like there's no way you know I'm not even good at that i can't I can't speak in front of audience i'm I'm scared of audience or you know I don't have the money to do that or I can't start that business or I'm not good enough to start that ministry or I was born on that side of the tracks those those are the perfect situations that God uses people and he gets all the glory he gets all the credit we often speak about
1: Glory. It just is kind of being impressed upon me how sometimes we will run from God, we will run from that calling, and we will bury that talent. Right? Like God, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it exactly what you gave me, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any risks here. I'm just gonna bury it. It it isn't just a a passing. Lord, go ahead and move it along to the next person. Like I know someone's gonna do better than me. That's really not it. It's an act of stealing glory from God. God uses the most lowly to bring him the most glory because Mm. it just Mm. shouts that God is the one who is making this happen. God is the one who is giving the strength, providing the resources, giving the words. And it's just kind of this idea of looking at someone and you go, wait a minute, that was that was that person almost like you you see someone from high school who was really lowly and shy. And the next thing you know, they're on stage and they're, they're, they're talking, they're preaching the word or or what have you. Mm-hmm. And you go, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, I know one person who can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Brother, I'd like for you to speak to this idea of like we don't want to be glory stealers. Maybe you could speak to those on the podcast right now who are saying, you know what? I'm kind of running from God right now. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't realize I was gonna feel. <laughs> man, that's that's really good. You know, you you're preaching to me, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's really good stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I always say, I always ask my congregation this question. I say, how many books are left unwritten in the graves right now? How many ministries are in the graves right now that were never never started? for whatever reason, but they, God had called them. God had planted that seed in them, but they left that book there. They left that ministry there. They left that business there. They left that whatever it is because they allowed fear or they weren't. Here's what people do. They do not allow themselves to focus on the Lord and put their trust in God. For you to do something that is beyond your ability, you have to do it by trusting God. If you just open your mouth, he'll fill it. If you just get your pen, he'll write it. If you step out in faith in what God has called you to do, he will make it happen. We started the church with no resources, Caleb, none. I had not one microphone. I had no coloring books for kids. I had no color. Cr- I mean, nothing, absolutely nothing. But the Lord put it on my heart. He told me it's time. And so... Anybody that's listening, if they've been feeling the prodding and they've been feeling the Holy Spirit pushing them to go in a certain direction that they feel uncomfortable with, they feel unqualified for, that's a good indication that they should be stepping out. And I encourage you to step out, just keep your eyes on the Lord, and He will bring the resources. He will give you the words. He will provide where God has given you vision. Wow
1: brother i love that a story comes to mind of i saw a post from a woman who had an unplanned pregnancy and was kind of at her wits end kind of barely making it as it was you know not making it if you will you know not being able to pay bills and all these different things and then the idea of well i'm i'm now bringing in someone new into my life and within minutes everything she needed and thought that she couldn't ever get a stroller, baby toys, clothing, all this within, I want to say an hour, it was Mm. all dropped off. It was all, everyone just came together and made this happen. Mm. And I can't help but see this parallel of that's kind of how God works. We get this calling or this unexpected urge or something's dropped into our lap. Mm. And we're saying like, God can't do it, can't handle, Mm -hmm. I I can barely survive as it is. And then he brings his people together Mm. to bring those resources, to bring those coloring books, to make that microphone happen. Before we go further, I want to take a quick break and tell you about the publishing expertise offered by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we help men and women of faith become powerfully positioned to impact lives by collaboratively writing their book and building their ministry platform. If you've longed to write your book and impact a broader audience, our team is here to help, even if you don't have the time or energy to write. We've helped riskers like you secure traditional book deals, hit numerous bestseller lists, keynote to 100,000 people in two years, and get featured on Entrepreneur on Fire, Forbes, and Inc.
0: Schedule a free strategy call at CalebBreakey.com. When you were talking right now, I was thinking of how, how people will look at those, the listeners and say, well, not only will you self-doubt, but the people around you will doubt it. So it's careful. We have to be careful what we share with people because they will be like, no, nah, nope, you're not good enough. Nope, you're not educated enough. Nope, you you don't have the looks, you don't, and whatever the case. I mean, look at David. You know, they. I mean, Samuel went to go anoint David, and uh, and 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 Jesse, David's father, went ahead and brought all his other brothers. Because they had the looks, they had the talents, they had the gifting, they had the you know the the strength and everything else. They had the resume. David didn't. David was out and alone taking care of sheep. But God says, "I I didn't call your brothers. I called you, David. Mm-hmm. You know, and David was the anointed king of Israel, the second anointed king of Israel. And so, you know, for us, God brought for I, for, I guess on purpose brought me to a city. Caleb, I didn't know not one. Not one person here. Not one. And yet God just coordinated We got this family, then another family. They told that family. It was crazy. You know, it's crazy. As a matter of fact, when we first got here, our first service, they did a big article in the local newspaper. It was like front page, like big old yeah, big old headlines. And and I got flagged for that. I did. I have like what do, the churches that around me got upset about that. And I'm like, what did I do? I'm just starting a church. And Well, you didn't get our permission and all this other stuff. So it was a battle from day one, brother. It was a battle. Wow. Now, we talked a little bit about what
1: empowers a believer. Some people will travel across country to to feel something, to be a part of a revival, to just get a glimpse of God moving. And the real strength is in the fundamentals of your faith. I saw a picture the other day that just said, stop making things complex. And Mm -hmm. it it showed this arrow going into a maze Mm -hmm. and it showed where the start of the maze was and where the end of the maze was. And then it just showed a line going right through all the walls from start (laughs) to finish. Just saying, stop overcomplicating it. Mm -hmm. Lord, what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love Mm -hmm. your neighbor as yourself. Do Mm -hmm. justice, love mercy, walk humbly. There Mm -hmm. are very simple commands
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that I share all the time is that, you know, we constantly got to work on the fundamentals. I mean, just fundamentals. And if you look at a baseball player, something they've done since they were five years old, but yet they'll still be in the batting cage. I mean, like, what? Like the batting cage, they've been doing this for all their life, but yet they'll be working on the fundamentals, on pitching, on hitting, on throwing, on catching, fundamentals. I watched
1: a video of Steph Curry hitting three pointers for, I believe, five minutes straight without ever missing. <laughs> that is the results of that's the fundamentals. Crazy. You don't miss. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, a lot of the times God moves us in faith to help solve a problem or heal a pain in this world. What do you think that's been for you? What problem are you aiming to solve through your ministries?
0: What pain are you aiming to heal? You know, I, I, I just, I focus on the fundamentals. I focus on principles. I remember one time when um, I was young, a young teenager and my mother, she wanted an entryway, a tile entryway in her home. And so she, her friend said, hey, I'll do it. And so I remember we started setting the tiles and we were pretty close to being done and then, so we stepped back, we, we got up, we looked and we realized that the lines were crooked, that the tile was set at a tilted angle. And you can't tell by being so close, to it, but if you look up, you could see the tilt. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess my home's gonna have to live with tilted tiles. And then the guy goes, well, we're gonna have to fix it. And I go, what, what are you talking about? We, we just finished. No, we're gonna have to fix it. And he was insistent. So we had to take up all the tiles. And fix it. And, and what we realized is the first tile we set was off a little, just, I mean, Caleb, it was so minute, you can't tell. And and it was off tilted. And what we as as believers, you know, if we're just off a little bit, it could mean, you know, huge problems, huge uh, disaster, you know, later on in life. So it's it's important that we, we live by the principles that God has set out before us biblically. Amen, brother. I love that. This is a question I like
1: to ask all of our guests on the Riskers podcast. And that question is this. Finish this sentence.
0: Risk is blank. Stepping out in faith in spite of the circumstances surrounding that. That's awesome and before we get
1: into where people can learn more about you gilbert what are what are some of those practical tips that you would you're looking over your shoulder you're remembering your own risk and you've defined it and our podcast listeners are saying this is right in front of me right now it is scary i don't have the answers you're saying i got to step out in faith what
0: practical advice would you give them Don't wait for the moons and stars to line up. Don't wait for the money to come in. Don't wait for your education to be done. Just do it. Just go for it and do it. Step out and do it and let God provide for the vision he's given you.
1: I've heard the story or the the illustration of, it's a lot easier to steer a car that's moving.
0: That's right. You know, and I because I've seen so many people, Caleb, I mean, just tons and tons of people where fear stopped them, you know, inability stopped them. And and they were just waiting for the right perfect moment. Oh, you know, when when um, I could forgive so-and-so or they come and ask me for forgiveness or or when I get that job or after I finish school or, you know, when when my boss lays me or whatever, you know, just just whatever the case is just go forward and don't allow those things to stop you. And when, as you do it, you know, you're going to make some mistakes, you know, you'll, you'll have, there'll be some learning experiences, but that's all part of the program. That's all part of the process, you know, but just do it, you know, you, you do it as responsibly as you can, of course, but just do it. Amen, brother. Gilbert, where can people
1: learn more about you? Where can they uh, hear, see more about your book, the things that you're currently doing, your ministry? I'd love for you to just give us
0: uh, a great place to connect with you. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, the best place is just gilbertibara.com, which is G-I-L-B-E-R-T-Y-B-A-R-R-A.com, gilbertibara.com. Gilbert, thank
1: you so much for being a guest on The Riskers Podcast, brother. You are a walking testament of what God has done from five years old in drugs and now thriving ministry with lots of risk, lots of stepping out in faith. And look at what God's done and where he continues to take you, brother. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Riskers Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we're on a mission to teach kingdom-minded men and women how to write, publish, and market best-selling books and build world-class platforms. To learn more, go to www.calebbrakey.com.